welcome to Ferry Unfiltered, and I have my amazing special guest, um, Stephen Rinaldi. Hello, how are you doing, mate? I'm good, thank you. How are you doing? I am good, I am good. Um, try to get you nailed down because you're so busy, uh, the busiest guy ever, so let's <laughs> try to get you pinned down. So I'm so glad to get you on the podcast, and um, I'm so glad to let the viewers and the listeners hear your story of how you started out and how you now are extremely successful within the industry. So you are obviously the owner of Primal Strength. Yep. yep. Yeah, yep. I was like, ah, are, you, are you actually the owner of Primal Strength and yeah. you're bamming me up? <laughs> um, so obviously the Primal Strength is now the UK, one of the UK's like top, obviously like suppliers of gym kit, everything like that. So, I mean, how did you, how did you even start out within the industry? Uh, I'll, I'll rattle through a very quick story. So, um, left school quite young, sort of 15, went to college uh, with no qualifications to do an NC in like sports performance, basically. Right. Um, so the lowest sort of level you could get into to college at when I was 16. Um, did that, then I did my HND, dropped out of my HND in the second year um, and started working in a sports nutrition store. Okay. Um, and working for the bank um, as a mortgage advisor. So I kind of had sort of Saturday job in a sports nutrition store, worked as a mortgage advisor. Um, eventually went, sort of progressed with the bank into a sort of um, better role, stopped doing the, the sports nutrition side, but really hated um, the bank side of things. And I was bodybuilding at the time uh, with the BMBF, did all the... Um, drug tested bodybuilding um, and one of my friends worked for a company called Powerhouse Fitness okay. said look we're looking for sales guys come and meet the owners went and met the owners um, started with them back in 2004 I think um, worked for them for three and a bit years and at that time a few of my friends were launching sports nutrition brands um, PhD and a few others um, and I was going to go and work with one of the brands and then the owner of powerhouse said well why don't we do a sports nutrition company so um we launched a company called smart tech performance nutrition mm -hmm. um and then about 2008 something like that i went and joined another company called matrix fitness back then they were called johnson health tech okay. um so you'll see matrix fitness in a lot of the gyms uh -huh. um, and that got me a lot more into the equipment side and um i was their national sales manager so i looked after big accounts like john lewis and um all the major sort of uh, companies that sold you know fitness equipment uh, we had a couple of brands horizon and vision fitness and stuff um so at that point i wasn't doing smart tech um and then i met david who was the owner of powerhouse um, at one of the fitness shows and he said look why don't you come back you know become a director of the business, we'll do smart tech properly, blah, blah, blah. So I think about 2010, 2011, went back to um, Lady Our Leisure Group, which was um, smart tech, body max, powerhouse. Okay. Uh, became one of the directors and it all really ran from there. Um, 2011 to 2015, that business went absolutely crazy. Mm -hmm. um, exceptionally successful we reduced um the number of retail stores we increased the home brand body max um into europe into amazon 
uh, loads of different channels. Smart Tech became really popular. You know, we had a lot of big football teams like Hearts and other clubs using it. Um, I was spending a lot more time going out to China and out to Taiwan and doing the different fitness shows and seeing all the factories and stuff like that. Um, and then 2015, we had a German retailer interested okay. in buying um, David and Nigel's company. So their, their um, company had traded for like 30 odd years. Powerhouse had a lot of stores and, and different bits and bobs. And, you know, it was the right time for the guys to, to sell the business. Um, so included in that sale was Smart Tech and Body Max and absolutely everything. Um, so at that point, I was like, right, okay. Um, so I sat down with my wife and was like, right, maybe it's time to go and do my own thing, you know? Nice. Um, so I'd, I obviously had a small share in Smart Tech and um, I'd, been, I'd been quite fortunate, you know, I was on relatively good income and stuff like that and I'd been pretty sensible with the money and stuff. Um, and I said to her, look, how about, you know, a launch one fitness business obviously might be a couple of years without a salary and <laughs> you know uh maybe cut down the holidays and whatnot um so 2016 um in the i think it was the april maybe early early may something like that we, we started primal um the brand didn't launch until the october or november right. 2016 um i had a third-party warehouse um, down in Hull. So we got our first three containers shipped in there. I got a couple of friends who were in the industry. Um, Chris Bailey, the photographer, so mm -hmm. one of the top fitness photographers in the world. I got Phil Lerney, um, one of the top PT coaches in the world. Yep. Yep. Um, and then one of my other friends, a girl called Sandra Radav, who, again, is, is a very well-known WBFF figure champion. So literally the day the kit landed in Hull. We used um, Mark Bowring's uh, gym and we put five or six bits of kit in there, did some videos, did loads of photo shoots, everything like that. Um, within a week, we had that all online and the website launched. Nice. And the first day we launched the website, we got a thousand pound sale. Um, and everybody sort of says, oh, you launched the website and it went crazy. No way, I don't believe you. And it, we launched the website and it went crazy. That's um, brilliant. Yeah, and never looked back. So my sister was one of the sales managers at Powerhouse, um, and I sort of persuaded her to to join Primal on a bit of a salary cut, and uh, <laughs> and she and I gave her a bit of equity in the business, um, and she now pretty much runs everything from head office. Um, so yeah, that was the sort of as quick as I could give you overview of how we, how we started Primal back in in twenty sixteen, and. Um, I would say I was quite a confident person, but I never thought or could have believed how quickly it's grown to be this, you know, um, yeah, we're, we're, we're doing pretty well now. It's, it's, you know, it's a big old business now. Definitely. I mean, even from when I, I remember phoning you and on the address, it was Hull. And then when I phoned, it was definitely not someone from Hull that answered. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. then, and you, then you had another, you had another warehouse up here. And yeah, was, we, we opened one in Coke Bridge because Hull couldn't keep up with the orders. And I came so up the, the third-party logistic thing just didn't work. Mm -hmm. um, so I was basically in the early days, so early, uh, so late 2016, early 2017, I was still at our office set up at home. Jana used to drive over from the west end of Glasgow. Um, I lived just outside Glasgow. And mm -hmm. um, 
we worked from there, we processed the orders, you know, the third party logistic company in Hull shipped them out. Um, but it just wasn't really working. We, we needed full control. So uh, I brought a, a good operations manager in. We set up a warehouse in, in Coatbridge. And within, again, a really short period of time, we had the full operation running out of Glasgow. Um, the only mistake I think we made at that point um, was we just didn't forecast the business to grow as quickly as it did. Right. So we ended up doing two warehouse moves within a year. Um, so the first warehouse we took on was like 10,000 square feet. And if I'm honest, Chris, I couldn't tell you how much stock I had back in 2017, but we just, I mean, we're the same today, but we just could not keep it in stock. Right. And the second, you know, three or four or five containers would come in, we just didn't have the working space, we didn't have the rack space to put any of the equipment to get it back out the door. Um, but again, because of my powerhouse days and, and everything like that, I knew quite a few different um, you know, shipping companies and hauliers and stuff like that, and as did my old ops manager, Robert. So we went and met um, William Armstrong Group uh -huh. out in Uddingston, where you've been out a couple of times yeah. to see the showroom. Um, so we've now got, I think, 30,000 square foot warehouse there, 3,000 square foot office, and then the gym. Um, so it's been it's been a pretty quick move from three PL logistics, small warehouse to a relatively <laughs> big warehouse. Um, the scary thing is we're getting to capacity already in the current <laughs> in the current setup. Yeah, yeah, it's been a it's been a, a pretty quick journey. Um, obviously, you know, you've come in and tried the kit. It's it really is getting up there with some of the best in the world, and you know. Um, any lines that I felt there's a better product out there in the market, either myself or somebody like Gavin Laird, who we work with closely, mm -hmm. have gone and, and worked to develop that, you know, that piece of equipment or that range to, to truly make it the best. Um, even small things. So, you know, yourself, you, you, you buy a lot of slam balls. We're on, I think, version three or four of slam balls, and we've doubled uh -huh. the thickness of the rubber, uh, double sealed valve, small things like that, just so they don't burst every six months. You've got uh, a very unique unique kit as well. That's the thing I love about you. Yeah. You have got like, for instance, like you brought out the hip thrust bar, and it was yeah. just like everybody was like, it was just like small ideas that the wheels to wheel it into you. Would yeah. conserve so much energy, so you could put it. Then obviously we ran that competition with you, and you had the double bell, and like with the competition, where I was like, "This is genius! This is actually genius!" Because you've been yeah. able to do everything so with it. There's there's two interesting products, so they're both Gavs. Um, so Gavin Laird, um, we licensed some products from Gavin, and I've known Gavin for a long time. We we fitted out his gym up in in Inverness, and. I think he liked the brand because he was looking at it going, yeah, Stephen's doing some different products. So, you know, take our, our half rack with the swivel chin up handles and, you know, a couple of different attachments. You know, there's been a couple of copies since, but nobody's really managed to replicate that product. Certainly nowhere near the price that we sell it for. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what we kind of do, you know. So the, the hip thrust bar, there's two aspects to it. One, it's, it's padded, it's a nice design. It does wheel in very easily. But for me, as you get stronger guys and girls, trying to get into position with a hip thrust bar or any bar for that matter with 200 kilos on it to do 
the hip thrust yeah. is very hard. The fact that you can just rotate the handles and it raises the bar mm -hmm. so that you can then get in position and then do your hip thrust and you're not putting yourself out at an angle or you know maybe damaging your, your lower back in any way. Um, it's a really small thing, but when, when Gavin showed me the bar and his design, I was like, that's just perfect. Mm -hmm. um, and he's gone on and patented it and done all the design patents and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, we were, we are still a small enough company where if a client gives us feedback and says, look, I really like this product, but you can make it better doing this. If we think they've got a point and then we go and test it and think, yeah, that's a, a better idea than we've had. Yeah. We literally instantly CAD design it, test it um, over in Asia and then change that product. Mm -hmm. So you will see things like, you know, our, our belt squat. So we took the original sort of belt squat that everybody was doing. Mm -hmm. You know, we extended the base, we added an angled platform so that you could do stiff leg deadlifts. We thickened out the dip handles so you could do a lot heavier weighted dips. Um, put in commercial pillow block bearings because a lot of companies just use a standard bearing. Um, double handles so that you could um, have a full weighted resistance, so a full block resistance when you're doing the belt squat as well. Um, the second hand also allows you to set up without kneeling on the platform. And it's a really small thing, but you know, if you're having to go on a machine that's got a platform that's obviously non-slip, it's not gonna be comfortable to kneel on. Uh -huh. So just putting that second handle in place so that you can set up without having to kneel on the platform. Yeah. You know, it's small things like that, but nobody else, is doing it they're just unfortunately buying off the shelf so they see a catalog or they go on alibaba and they see a product and they buy it off the shelf and then they say oh you know yeah we're, we're like primal strength you know we import products the same way and you're going well we're completely different <laughs> you know um and it does cause us some delays and it causes some headaches at the factory and you know the qc work that goes in behind the scenes um the independent testing through intertech all these small things that prime will do you know, it does set us apart and we're not perfect. You know, mm -hmm. the, 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 there's going to be machines that turn up with a missing bolt or, you know, a pad's damaged or a container's delayed for three or four weeks. All brands have these challenges, but I think our customer service and ultimately our products are, are the two reasons why we, uh, we've grown so quickly. Um, obviously, I've got a good sales team. You know, yeah. our head office, uh, you've met the guys and girls there. Good banter. They're a good bunch. We don't take ourselves too seriously. I I work silly hours. You know, I, I'm the sort of sad guy that's sitting on his phone at 11 o'clock at night answering Instagram and Facebook messages and emails and, and stuff. But I'm the same, mate. I feel, I feel, <laughs> but I think if you're very, very passionate about something and you want to. You want to grow. You're you're the same. You've got a young family, so you'll be able to yeah. obviously like, support yeah. your family and stuff like that. But I mean, you've done like from you saying from launch in 2016. I mean, you've even kitted a whole section of the the in Birmingham, the fitness exhibition, like the largest, obviously like yeah. the largest in the UK. And I mean, you basically ran riot at that. I remember just checking my Instagram, my Facebook, and it was you name it, whatever Insta influencer or fitness model was on your stage training yeah. with your kit. And it was, it was brilliant to see, especially yeah. with a, a Scottish company down there and just, I'm quite patriotic, but it was like, this yeah, is same. great. Yeah. So it was brilliant to see that, especially because I've been to the fitness exhibition. It's insanely huge and the, the names that go are insane. How was and that? We pay, and, and we didn't pay for that either. So 
you know, the guys that run Body Power, um, Steve Orton and Nick Orton, two great guys, um, worked with them a long time. And we were talking about how to make the show better and different things to do. And it basically came down that we, the show needed a proper gym. Mm-hmm. So we, we we did an agreement where you know we paid for the stand as everybody else pays for the stand. You don't get freebies at Body Power. It's, it's far too big a commercial yeah. <laughs> event. Um, but what we agreed was that we would put on and we did a hundred and fifty square meter gym, and then they would bring some of the top athletes. But we had, you know, Phil Heath, Tom Coleman, Sonny Webster, um, Luke Stoltman, um, Ulysses. I mean, like. It was ridiculous. It was just, you know, superstar after superstar. Um, you know, every single one of them, a million plus followers on Instagram and exactly. happily training on the kit. We, we, James Alexander Ellis did a Q&A with them all. Honestly, they, they couldn't have been nicer people. Um, they all picked a bit of kit, trained on it, taught people through training. Um, obviously, Body Power was cancelled this year, which was a bit of a shame, but... Uh, Next year, we've got the same, 150 square meter gym. And then at FIBO 2021, which is in April, which is the biggest fitness show in the world. You know, that's mm-hmm. the, the yes. main show. Um, we've just booked a 136 meter stand next to Techno Gym in Ziva. Oof. So, yeah, we're, we're going for it. We're going for it. Um, but yeah, it, it's been like at the end of the day, I think, you know, products effectively sell themselves if you've got a good product and you're active in social media as a good customer service you know we're honest so if something's not going to be in stock until october it says on our website not going to be in stock until october yeah you know um at the moment we're having some serious issues with delays from ports so how our, our business works you know let's say i placed an order in uh, for talking sake just now i've placed it in march that pre-COVID, um, that would have taken sort of 50 days to manufacture and then about 40 days in the water. So that 90-day turn. So you've got April, May, June, that would be delivered early July. What's happening now is the factories are taking 70 to 90 days because they're all struggling to get all the components in. Okay. You've then got less sea freight going across from Asia because all the factories have all been delayed. So your sea freight's taking longer. And then at every port, there's a COVID delay. There's, a, there's some sort of delay. So we've had shipments where we've said to customers, you know, we expect it in, in July. And we're having to go back to them in July and say, look, this has been delayed four weeks and it's August. And it's mm-hmm. never, you know, an easy conversation to have. But I think every business is going through the same thing. But it's the first time in... As I say, so I started selling supplements in 2002. I've uh-huh. um, been selling fitness equipment since 2004. This is the first time this year would have ever seen delays like this. Um, but again, I think we're being as honest and as, as um, customer friendly and proactive as we can be. You know, uh-huh. um, I mean, I had the, the full team in on, on Friday and Saturday. So we had three containers land on Friday and Sorry, two containers on Friday, one on Saturday. Right. And full warehouse and one of my operation staff came in on Saturday to get the um not only the container in, but get the container then booked onto our system and the orders booked back out. Because wow. it's still a manual process, even in this day and age with all the technology, 
every order you do, you've still got to print a label. You've still got to print a sticker for the for the barbell tube or the um, you know four stickers for the pallet that it goes out on. Uh-huh. Um, so it's a real testament to the team back in the office how you know we're we're talking thousands of orders a month at the moment. So you know for those guys to be getting those out daily, um, pick accuracy is very high. As I say, that there's we just don't have that many faults because. Well, one, it's strength equipment, so it's not overly complicated. Yeah. But two, good QC back in, in, in um, Asia. And, you know, some of the faults are when you're running a batch of, let's say, 60 bikes or 100 power racks or 200 benches, mm-hmm. you might get the odd one that's not been QC checked properly. Right, okay. Um, and it's just about how Prime will deal with that, right? So it's about making sure that that customer can phone us Monday to Friday or can send an email 24-7 and then we get back to them within 48 hours and have a resolution for them. Uh-huh. Um, and that's the difference. There's, there's so many companies that I deal with personally out with fitness that don't have that level of service. Um, there, there's so many companies in fitness that don't have that level of service. And the reason why challenger brands like Primal a couple of years ago could grow so quickly was because we came in and said, right, okay, we're not only going to hang our hat on our product quality, we're going to hang our hat on our customer service and our sales guys being good. You know, mm-hmm. you, you've had, I think, two or three gym designs from us. It's yeah. another big aspect of what we do. You know, we've, I must have designed in the last four or five years, I don't know, three or 400 gyms easily, you know. Um, and it's one of those things where if I can say to you, look, Chris, this is how your gym is going to look. Come and test the kit. You like the kit. Prices are really reasonable. And you know you've got good aftercare. Well, that's exactly. It, it makes it a bit of a no-brainer, right? Aye, well, exactly. When I when I obviously was start with we would I was used um who's I use Wilferson. I'd used yeah. him first, and then when I came to you guys, and obviously when you're you're going to set up a gym, you're going to go and see all different types of kit, try out yeah. different types of kit, and obviously when I went to you guys, like you say, things like there's a, there's an idea of what your gym will look like with this kit in. That helped me massively because my arse was collapsing thinking, where will this leg press go and how will yeah. this sit in here? And just that, that design alone showing me, well, this is where it can sit. Then it would go, you go, well, actually, I could probably fit that in there because it helped me with space because yeah. going about my measuring tape and guesstimating where things are going to go. And that, yeah. But like you say, that the after services helped us loads in the fact that you are very friendly. Like Laura goes up there and she's like the nicest people ever. It helps me out. But even when it came to Christmas time, we were getting benches, and it was your sister that says, "I don't understand why you don't. You're not getting blue benches in." And I it yeah. never, never even crossed my mind. And we put the blue benches in the gym, and now the members love the blue benches because they're like yeah. it just brightens the place up, and it's insane. It did just it was, well, they're there in the background, but yeah. it just yeah. it brightened up, and it's been really good. So no, you definitely do set everything apart. I mean, do you say um, what are you do you use it ever? Do you have a uh, fancy like branching into like Europe and then America? Would that be like a sort of goal for you? So we supply 23 countries, I think, just now. So we do a lot of nice. European countries. We've got containers. So we, we, basically, Primal sells directly in, in pretty much every country, um, apart from we've got exclusive distribution agreements in France, Sweden. A few, a few different countries have exclusive distribution where um, they buy from us either FOB, which is they buy our containers directly from the factory, Right. Or they buy stock from our UK warehouse. 
Okay. Um, so yeah, we're in I think 23 different countries doing that. Um, interestingly, you mentioned the States, so it's always been a big goal of mine. Um, yeah. And we've got one or two interested parties just now Brilliant. discussing that. I think Primal would work really well in the States. I think our branding's kind of spot on for what they're looking for over there. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a couple of monster companies over there. You know, obviously, Roger, a big company there um, on the sort of barbell and rack side of things, plates, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. But they don't do any plate-loaded stuff. And then there's a couple of good plate-loaded companies like Arsenal Strength and mm-hmm. uh, Prime USA. So there's a couple of big sort of titan companies. Um, Soranex is another one that I follow closely and like. Um, but I almost feel with a good mix of all of those four or five brands. Mm-hmm. And if somebody wanted that full gym turnkey solution, Primal would probably be the company that could supply that. Yeah. I also think the home market in the States, um, the garages are a lot bigger. Their ceiling heights are a lot higher. Um, they're, without being disrespectful to anybody in the UK, the they would have a, a lot of a larger number of educated fitness people mm-hmm. who would be willing to spend a little bit more on a rack or a little bit more on a barbell and some plates. So yeah. by that, I don't mean to be rude to, to anybody in the UK. It's just naturally a more advanced, bigger market in the States. Uh-huh. Um, in the UK, just now, I'm in a lot of the home gym forums and, and different things. The starting point in the UK just now, the majority of home users is still very much a price point. Uh-huh. And Prime was never been, you know, the company where you, you know, we make a $30 bench and sell it for 60 pounds. You know, that, that's, not, uh, that's not our business model. Um, so because we have a slightly more premium line, you're alienating yourself from that entry-level price point market. Whereas in the States, they don't really tend to have that very, very entry-level market. You know, I think that the, even when you look at like Dick's Sporting Goods, which is yeah. one of the big retailers out in the States, so our factory in Asia manufacture for them, the base level stuff that they take in would be classed as like mid-level here in the UK. Right, okay. So, so for me, Prime will then fits in perfectly for that target demographic. Mm-hmm. Um, the challenges are obviously in the States, it's, you know, your marketing spend is going to have to be a lot bigger. Yeah. Um, you're shipping from one state to the next to, you know, everything like that is, is if you imagine doing Primal, the way we've done it in the UK and Europe, and then timesing it by 30 or 40, that's what we're talking <laughs> about. Um, so, so that's a, it's something I would love to do. It's something that's actively on my radar. Um, yeah. You know, whether we do that, whether we manage to do it, to the level that I would want to do it, I'm not 100 percent certain yet, Chris. So by that I mean I wouldn't do it half hours. No, exactly. excuse the language. But no, I wouldn't totally. go and you know I wouldn't go and say right, let's bring in three containers into the states because what would be the point? Aye. You know, when I started Primal back in 2016, I brought in three containers. You know, it was like I only had a set amount of money, and I had to make sure my vision 
you know, you, you, I obviously knew the market, but, but you've still got to make sure your vision is actually right. And you've got to make sure that people do buy into the Primal Strength brand and people are willing to spend, you know. So back then, I think we launched our first rack. It was a thousand pounds. Right. You know, but a thousand pounds to you as a gym owner with the spec of our rack, you're like, that's good value. Uh-huh. But to, to some people, they might go on to Argos or Fitness Superstore or, you know, any of these home companies and they'll see a rack for, I don't know. I mean, just now all the rack prices for the home stuff's all inflated because of COVID. Frightening. But, uh, Frightening. I get quoted a hundred and... What I was saying to the guys up at your bit the other day, a hundred somebody phoned me and says, um, I see you're a gym owner. Would you like do you need some dumbbells? And by that point I'd already put an order in with you guys and I was like I was like, Yeah, yeah, totally need some dumbbells. I was like, I wonder what price he's gonna charge me. Yeah. And what was it? hundred and it was something like hundred and twenty pounds for a set of tens. And I was like, You are actually kidding me on. Yeah. Um but it's like, it's the same place. Pounds, but I've seen it, I've seen six pounds a kilo for hex dumbbells and I'm like this is insane. Like, you know, a, a top set of urethane dumbbells, no bother, six pound all day long. But hex dumbbells, mm-hmm. it, it, it's frightening. And then, you know, so before COVID, I think, you know, we were a thousand, twelve hundred quid for a good half rack, and other companies were maybe like anywhere between 300 for a real basic one up to. You know, some companies do take the Mickey, and they were like four or five grand for the half rack. Yeah. You know, um, but I, I felt like, you know, when I launched Prime, well, those first three containers, I had no idea whether, you know, a four hundred pound bench and a twelve hundred pound or a thousand pound at that time uh, rack were going to sell, and they did. Now I look at the states and think, you know, you're talking your first order is going to be twenty, thirty containers, mm-hmm. and a serious investment. Um, we've got a relatively large Instagram following in terms of what a Scottish-based strength and fitness company. So like 30,000 followers, all organic. We don't buy any followers. You know, it's just naturally growing. Uh-huh. You know, in the States, some of the big boys have a million followers. Yeah. So, you know, the, the scale is just intensified and, and you, would, you would need to go out there. You would need to go and do so. Some Ursa is one of the big fitness shows out in, in right. San Diego. So you need to go and do, you know, LA Expo, three or four big fitness shows. You would need to get some influencers involved. It would be a serious, serious investment. And, mm. you know, I just need to make sure that that's the route I want to go down. Because if we were to do that, we would need to then add some extra staff into the UK team and... Yeah, it's a pretty huge step. You know, it's not like saying, okay, we're going to sell today. And so we, we just signed an agreement last week for a distributor in France. Mm-hmm. So the company that we've taken on there, Valky Group, are um, the life fitness distributor in France and Belgium. Okay. Really reputable guy, Henry that owns it. Met him a couple of times now. Lovely guy, likes Primo. And I think they'll do a really good job for us. But that was such an easy decision because, you know, huge reputable company and I met the owner they want to work with us you know first few orders are are placed and it'll be successful but I couldn't do the same decision that quickly with the states you know it's just far far too big a, a market um so it's yeah fast so as well it's like you've yeah. gone from the, the, the destinations I would just say everything would have to travel is just frightening whereas Europe's <laughs> Europe's no bad <laughs> this is pretty good for you but it's good you're nailing it all these markets, every sound. Yeah. So 
everything's going extremely well for Primal, which I'm very glad to see. So, obviously, you've got there your goals, maybe like looking to happen into America. Now, obviously, everything is going brilliant with your business. So, are you with this? Are you quite liking the fact that you're seeing more people train? And like, obviously, like I, I follow your Instagram. That are you enjoying seeing that more people are using like the kit? Like for home, like I've been watching like Olympic bars, bumper plates. I mean, they're doing all this in the house now. Like, how are you feeling about that? It's a, it's a real strange one. So, you know, I, I never really designed. Primo has probably, I think, four hundred odd screws, but I think maybe ten or twenty of them were designed for like at home, as uh-huh. in, you know, they weren't warranted to train in a gym. Um, whereas now I'm seeing people spending, you know five figures comfortably on home gyms it's, it's, it's a different market um i mean we've done some fantastic projects recently we did a, a, a site in london um true story a very successful um entrepreneur who didn't have any more space in his london townhouse to build so he built a tree house and i, I mean a proper tree house and created a full gym where he had to like um get one of the cranes to bring the equipment in what? to the treehouse and then our guys installed it and you've never seen anything like it you know so we're getting some really amazing home projects obviously we work with a lot of um professional athletes like footballers you know obviously all the Celtic guys and a lot of different you know a lot of different um premiership English players uh, a lot of the England rugby boys now so we've got really? four or five of those guys um so so that side of the home stuff for me, it's great fun, you know. Um, I get a buzz, obviously, when professional athletes are, you know. Yeah, and, and, and we're, we're again, like, new markets. So we've just done um, Josh Taylor, you know, the world champion boxer, the Scottish boy. Uh-huh. So we've just done Josh's gym, um, Leon Edwards, big MMA star. Mm-hmm. We've just done his. So I, I love all that stuff, obviously, you know. Anything that's sports-specific and, and covers the performance sector, I love. Um the home customers where you know they create these amazing garage gyms i love um but i don't think for me anything beats doing a proper gym like yours or a performance center you know that see when i walk into these sites and and you take a step back and go wow we've just fitted out this full facility yeah that was the goal for me that the full turnkey solution solution you know creating gyms walking into a gym on a monday night half six and there's a hundred people training on you know all the different equipment you've designed over the years that's the real buzz that'd be an amazing buzz that'd be brilliant it must be it's what what stage you've got to but in your career but this has been it's been amazing now i want to dive in a bit deeper and start asking some random questions so people find other things about you (laughs) right we'll start off really simple then Stephen. right so obviously it's very unfiltered usually my plan was that would start the podcast to be offer my guest a coffee, but I <laughs> <laughs> so um, what type of coffee do you take? Always an espresso, mate. Oh, I see, good Italian man, good Italian yeah. man. This is right. <laughs> I like that. It's a good answer, right? Then we'll start really simple. We we'll keep up an Italian in this. What's, what's your favourite pizza topping? Oh, uh, I'd probably say like salsiccia or pepperoni, something along those lines. Again, good answer, good answer. <laughs> First time, first my first time I done this and asked, and it was um, they said uh, pineapple. It broke my heart. It broke my heart. <laughs> it honestly broke my heart. Right, and then now this is a wee one you need to think about. 
you can invite five people, five people to dinner, right? Then they can okay. be dead or alive. They're not physically dead. You're just bringing them back from the past, right? But okay. people that maybe you admired or somebody you just like to have a conversation with. So five of them, who would they right, be? Okay. Uh, right, so I've been watching the Michael Jordan documentary. Yes. So definitely Michael Jordan. I think he'd be good fun. Um, I used to play a lot of poker when I was younger. I don't play anymore because I don't have any time. <laughs> but uh, there was a poker star called Phil Ivey, who was like just an enigma. Like guy was when he when he was at his peak of playing poker was unbeatable. Right. And in a game where there's you know you could it's still a it's a very highly skilled game, but there is luck in it. This guy was unbeatable. So say Phil Ivey. Um, I'm a Celtic fan, so I've got to say Henrik Larsson. The second choice. Um, who else? God, you've caught me off guard here. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Elon Musk, maybe he'd be a good laugh. You know? be, definitely, it'd be definitely interesting. Eh? <laughs> and I suppose then, to complete the table, and maybe go Joe Rogan, because he could host it. And ah. I like his podcasts. That is, there you go, mate. That is, that's a good, that's a very interesting table. Yeah. <laughs> very, very interesting table. Mate, thank you so much for joining me today um, and sharing your journey. It's great. And that's the whole idea of the podcast is to meet people like yourself. And you are very inspirational with the fact of where you've went from where you're at now and you're still you, aiming to grow bigger and bigger. So thanks very much, Stephen, for joining me on Ferry Unfiltered. No worries, mate. Thank you very thank much. Thank you. Thank you.